Imagine if every day, every thought that you had was to improve or enhance your life in a positive way so that you were able to follow through successfully with ease, eliminating doubt, fear or procrastination. Imagine if every action you took was for your future expected success rather than from your limiting past. Over the course of several decades, research into the field of human potential and performance shows the amazing abilities that every person has to tap into their potential to become limitless. My name is Anne-Marie and welcome to my show, Be You Limitless. In this show, I interview extraordinary guests from a variety of backgrounds who are united in their ability to consistently achieve personal greatness by being fearlessly unlimited so that you, the listener, can be inspired to exceed your personal limits. I invite you to send me your emails, ask me or my guests those breakthrough questions that give you permission to be you limitless. Every Thursday at 7pm on wellbeingradio.co.uk, audio for mind, body and soul. Hello there. Good evening. A very good evening to you. How are you? How are you reintegrating back into our new normal as we all are? Well, I hope I can make that journey a little easier, a little smoother with the tools and techniques that we're exploring about how to become the best version of you. And that's what I would like for you today and every Thursday at 7pm. Here we are. What does it take for you to live a life of passion and purpose or to live a Life purposely on passion, purposely on passionately on purpose. That's what I'm looking for. It's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? And and how do we define what it is that allows us to achieve this living life, living a life of purpose? Well, it's our values and our morals and our beliefs, isn't it? But is it possible to change our values, our beliefs, to become a different person? Can a leopard really change its spots? That's the theme for this evening. That's what we're going to explore a little deeper down the rabbit hole. Please do join us. Put your feet up, relax, and just join in. There you are. I think it might be helpful at the right at the beginning for me to explain the difference between your values, your beliefs and your needs. Each of these has a very strong impact on on how you navigate yourself through the world, but they are all slightly different. And I know when I first started life coaching, I used to get quite confused as to because they all sounded pretty much the same to me. Um, So I I think it's going to be helpful for me to define what my understanding of the difference between them is. So your needs. We spoke last week about Tony Robbins, uh, about his signature program, which is based on the fundamental basic needs. Do you remember? Based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And he identified these basic needs as certainty, uncertainty, connection, significance, growth, And all of these five basic needs allow for contribution, which is equal to self-actualization in terms of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So these are your basic needs. 
Now, your beliefs are made up of the experiences you've encountered through your upbringing, mostly between the ages of zero and seven, because as we know, they are the formative years. And when you become, this is when you become um, immersed in everything that you see, that you hear, and that you experience. The conversations that you, you have, the information that you are given, the instructions that you are given as a child, um, and what you see, you, you believe. So if you're exposed to um, not seeing much, then your, your, your beliefs are going to be very limited, aren't they? But if you've had the fortunate luck to be, I don't know, maybe you've had parents that sailed around the world and you were able to sail around the world with them, your beliefs are going to be totally different from a child that's done, that's been to school for nursery and primary and secondary and gone through the whole schooling system. Your beliefs are going to be totally different. So you can see that the environment that you grow up in has a strong influence over what you believe to be true about yourself and about the world and then there are your values now your values are the principles that that guide you in life that you like to be known as you, you might like to be known as a compassionate person or you like might like to um be known as the person that leads and inspires or you're the you you value providing for your loved ones or you value creating wealth because you want to be happy because you want to achieve and succeed these may be very strong driving values are you but they're not beliefs can you see the subtle difference between the three well your beliefs are made up of the past okay they're what you've experienced in the past which influence the actions that you take today, which then become your future. So they have a very strong influence on your future. We have to be mindful that we don't live in our limiting past and therefore really minimalize and limit the, the, the joyful experiences we can have in the future. Whereas your values are what you want to focus on in the future, aren't they? You want to be seen as a, a person that leads and inspires in your job and you, therefore you want to be uh, be promoted or you, you seek out opportunities that allow you to live into your values so that's very much about how you project yourself into the future what you desire to be and, and that usually is made up of the values that you want to be perceived as so there are such subtle differences what we're going to focus on today are beliefs and values because we talked about needs last week didn't we and our beliefs are formed over time they're developed from how we perceive the world, how we experience, how we go through our experiences, how we grow through our experiences, uh, the environments that we're brought up in and the connections that we have every day from our teachers to our parents. Let me give you an example of that. So let's say children that are born to very prosperous parents, rich children, they grow up with an expectation, which is also a belief that they are entitled to a certain lifestyle. And their environment tells them the same. The people that they meet tells them the same. And the education they receive, they all support this belief that they have, that they have a certain title entitlement. And, and this applies exactly the same for the working class child. Oftentimes, neither of these groups question their belief. They just believe this is it. They just believe this is the life that I have. What usually stops them or makes them think about their beliefs is when they hit an obstacle 
or a question that makes them question their belief. And I call these questions deal breakers. And the limiting beliefs that we experience, they're mostly fear based and they're most commonly handed down from your caregivers, from your parents and from the environment. You know, so if you have a very prosperous environment where you're um, exposed to lots of different opportunities, you will have a belief that you are able to ex you know, uh, experience, expand upon and that these opportunities will come to you. You, you. You'll just expect that your beliefs create the paradigm which the paradigm that you live in, which dictates the life that you live. And if you ever challenge your beliefs, then you'll have to change the whole fabric of how you live, the fabric of your current society. So if you want to be a person that, um, if you've been born into a quite limited experience of life and you want to become, then you're gonna to have to change the way that you believe what you deserve. So these are very big, themes to explore and some of the most common common limiting beliefs that we experience are and the, these are these don't actually apply to any any genre or any social class you know the fear of failure the fear of embarrassment the fear of rejection and the fear of success leads to self-sabotage and these are not confined or defined by a social class, everybody can experience those limiting beliefs. Um, but the, the levels of how those limit, limiting beliefs manifest, well, that's where the difference is between the social classes. We're not gonna get too much stuck into that. We just know that limiting beliefs stop us from achieving the life that we want. Let's explore that more back after the break. So we know, oh, hi there, welcome back. I was gonna launch straight in there, I'm so sorry. Hello, welcome back. Now we've discussed the difference between beliefs, whether they're limiting or not, needs and values. How do we set about changing our beliefs? Is it actually possible to change our beliefs? Can a leopard really change its spots? Well, I truly believe they can because I've seen it time and time again with the clients that I've worked with. And I would say the overriding factor that will allow you to change your beliefs, your morals, your values, is that journey that you take, that inner journey to self-love. Because when you have strengthened the love within, then you, you, you develop a certain sense of obligation, responsibility and accountability, not to the world around you, but to yourself. And, you know, you commit, you're totally committed and motivated to be true to yourself, to be honest with yourself, to reflect back all of those values to, to yourself. And that's what allows you to change your paradigm, to move from one state to another by being constantly true to yourself. Let me give you an example of this, okay? So my son, I know I talk a lot about my son, but hes I've seen a lot of growth from my son and its you know, I just like to give him a little bit of a big up when he deserves it. <laughs> so uh, when he was at primary school, when he was 11, he was very tall. And it's been a well-known fact that people who are taller are given more responsibility and more accountability just by mere fact that they're tall. In other words, if you're in, an, if you're in a situation and you don't know who to turn to for help uh, and no one's wearing badges, you're more than likely, check this out yourself, turn to somebody who's taller and bigger because we just assume that 
taller and bigger people have more influence or confidence and that they'll know. I don't know why that is, but it's it's there has been research that has shown that. So he, because he was taller, he was given a lot of responsibility at school. And that meant that a lot of times people, his friends would view him as being a bit of a teacher's pet, which wasn't true at all. This was a, a, a situation that was foisted upon him rather than him asking for it. Um, and this led to him getting bullied a little bit. And I remember in year six, before he went up to secondary school, it was last year, he said to me, I want to change schools, mum. I just, I'm just being bullied and I just don't want it anymore. And I really, really felt for him. I could see the pain in his face. And he's such a loving, kind, sensitive boy. I had to think about this. And my first reaction was, yes, I'm going to move him. I can't stand to see him in pain. I wanted short-term gain over his thinking about his personal development, I wanted short-term gain so that I could see him happy and then I could be happy. And I really looked at this and I thought, no, that's not the right thing to do. That's a short-term short decision. What about long-term? If I move him from schools, what's that going to do for him in the future? How is he going to handle other situations where he feels that he's not confident or being bullied? It's, he's just going to do the same thing, walk away. So in other, what happened was I gave him some tools to work with while he was in school. And one of those was hypnotherapy for confidence. Well, let me tell you, since then, I've more, on more than one occasion asked him if he would come back into the therapy room and I could turn it down a little bit because he's actually super confident now. <laughs> I'll be careful what you wish for. But for him, that meant that he stayed in school and he became... It, it was so amazing. In his last year, they went on a school trip and he came back from that school trip a different person. I saw it myself. And the people that he'd had problems with previously became his best friends. He turned it around because he wanted more more than his lack of confidence. He wanted to be confident. In other words, the carrot was bigger than, the, than, than where he would come from. And obviously with a little bit of help with the hypnotherapy. But I saw that happen for him. And it's really been life-changing for him in terms of what he's doing now in his life. He's so much more confident. And, and that versus a situation of one of my daughter's school friends who experienced exactly the same situation. And her mum took her out of school and moved her uh, almost immediately, which meant for her that her belief now will be if you're in a situation, you just take yourself away from that situation. You don't deal with it head on. You just move away from it. And I I wonder, do you think that's going to be healing or hurting for her? I like to call healing or hurt. It's going to be one or the other, fear or love. And I, you know, I, I don't know. We've yet to see that. But I, I don't think that was the best decision for her, quite honestly, because I've seen what it did for my son to be able to embrace that challenge. Now, I don't know the severity of this other girl's bullying, but I, I, I kind of do to a degree. Anyway, that's not for me to speculate. It's That's a personal thought. I wonder how you would view that situation. What would you do in that situation? What would you have done if it was your child being bullied in school in their last year of school and they were due to go up to secondary school where, as we all know, that's a whole new training ground for personal development for children? What would you have done? Please do write in and tell me. Um, so that was my son's first big deal breaker. I think all of your beliefs and your morals when you challenge them are deal breakers because I've, I've found over the years that the response to any deal breaker situation will be the, your new value. I'm a confident person. I lead people, I inspire people with my confidence. So he created some new values for himself on that day. And he also um, 
I don't know if he had a limiting belief that he was confident. Yeah, I suppose he did for the time that he was in school, but it certainly eliminated that limiting belief. So you see, it, it's never about the act itself. It's always about the consequences thereafter and who you become in your response, right? So you can see that values and beliefs can change over time. As you have more experiences to gain evidence from, uh, your, uh, that your experiences, your decisions as to how you challenge those beliefs will be relative to the experiences that you can have. Your limited beliefs are about getting yourself out of the way, out of your own way and becoming the person that you want to be. But the good news is they can be changed through life coaching, hypnotherapy and many other vehicles for change. You can actually change those limiting beliefs that you have. And one really good motivator for personal change and unraveling those limiting beliefs is the questions that you ask yourself, the self-talk. And one of those questions that I ask myself is, how much is this negative or limiting belief, how much has, has it already cost me in my relationships, in my wealth, in my lifestyle, in my health? And you should ask yourself the same question, because if you can see that how much it's cost you is not worthy of the life that you want to be, then that will be an impetus for you to change. This is a great question to motivate, motivate change. And those questions, if you ask yourself those questions before you go to bed, then you will get an answer in the morning because guess what? Your brain is a solution focused missile. It's a machine and it will always give answers. That's what it's trained to do. It will look for evidence in your past of how you have achieved something and it will reflect it back to you. So that's your perfect recipe for change. I know it sounds simpler than what it is, but it all starts with small decisions that become your new normal. I hope this program has been helpful to you, supporting you to identify how clearly your personal roadmap to success can be and what you need to do to challenge them to be aligned with your personal success in the future. The more experiences you have, the more opportunities for growth and the more you can upgrade your values and beliefs by the more experience that you choose to say yes to. It's a win-win. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Don't forget to ask yourself those empowering questions right before you go to bed. Good night.